couldn't help but notice you've got a, uh, a goofy smile on your face right now. Well, why, why is that, Dave? Rick, I think this is going to be the first time that we've ever had a... Um a, a star of the porn industry, an adult film an actress. Adult film actress. We, we welcome Maitland Ward, and Maitland Ward, you might know her from um, Boy Meets World. Yeah, you know, we'll, years we'll, ago, back in the nights. We'll get into all that. Yep. Um, but really looking forward to this one. Okay. Well, we'll have to do it here momentarily because uh, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, listen to this other fine OFI show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com the following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave, this week's guest uh, is Maitland Ward. You you may remember her from the, the mid-90s. She was Jessica in the CBS soap opera The Bold and the Beautiful. And by the way, she was both bold and beautiful. Um, you may remember her from A Boy's, Boy Meets World, where she played Rachel in the late 90s. She has also guest starred on shows like Home Improvement and Boston Public. And then in 2007, she retired from traditional acting. But her career has a second act, which we'll get to in a, in a moment here. But uh, the first thing I wanted to do is, first of all, welcome you. Hello, Maitland. Hey, Maitland, how are you? Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And then the question is, the the name Maitland, where does that come from? What it's is, a great, so it's a gorgeous name. It is. That's an interesting question. It's actually my middle name, and I actually do talk a little bit about this in the book. Uh, my first name really is Ashley, Ashley Maitland. Um, and my first agent like told me to drop the Ashley because there were so many Ashleys in the business. And, and in all so my was original. and in all my kids' classes too. Yeah, there's a ton true. of an Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, so she wanted, she thought it would be more original because nobody had Maitland. I think my dad found it. I think it was a last name of somebody that my my dad knew. It's actually Jimmy Stewart's middle name. Oh. And I always thought that that was kind of like a little lucky. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. That that. May have... I didn't find that. He did not name me after Jimmy Stewart, but it was just a nice little token later down the road that I found out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I don't think I've ever heard of another Maitland. No. Are there any other Maitlands out there? Are you there's the only? A Maitland, there's a towns like when you go to England. I remember I was in London and I saw shops named Maitlands, like Maitland, you know, whatever it was. Um, a haberdasher. Maitland, Florida. There's Maitland, Florida. I know that because people have sent me the signs from it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> to show that that's my city. <laughs> you know, so Boy Meets World was a huge hit on ABC, and it was part. It was part of the. Thank God it's Friday lineup of wholesome family shows, right? Um, yes, TGIF, yes. That mainly teenage audience is now, well, in their 30s and their 40s. Mm-hmm. Are, you still, are you still getting recognized from that show? We had Robert Romanus who played Damone from um, Fast, Fast Times. Times. And we've had Cousin Oliver, Robbie Rist from The Brady Bunch. And they're, they're, getting, oh, yeah. they're getting still recognized they, yeah. all the time. Are you getting recognized from that show still? 
Yes. Oh, definitely. People always talk to me about Boy Meets World. I mean, I'm kind of getting recognized more from my newer work, (laughs) but uh, more. But it's always there's a lot of tie ins with that. Um, I always, you know, people come up to me. It's funny at the time, like when we were filming Boy Meets World, we never thought it was going to be as popular as it turned out to be or really I won't say popular because it was, you know, it was a popular show at the time, but as iconic, I guess, that mm-hmm. would have yeah. lasted through different generations and people would watch it on the Disney Channel and they'd watch it on reruns and just and on Disney Plus and all this stuff. So um, we really found out like when I'd say when Girl Meets World, the sequel the, the, for Two Boy Meets World uh, kind of came around in about 2013, 14, right around then. Um, that's when we really discovered, hey, people love this show and they like you know look up to Feeney as their grandfather and like it meant so much to people growing up because we really got a response from people um because back when we were filming there was no like internet or anything i mean there were some but there wasn't like it is today there's no social media right so um we didn't have that immediate response and i think uh, it comes from the audience growing up with us and like you said now being adults and being you know excited to see their favorites from the show and a show that meant so much to them. So yeah, definitely. I get recognized a lot from that. That must um, be nice to be a part of something like that, you know, that yeah. uh, made its mark in the, uh, in the, in the pop culture. Yeah. it's going to be, yeah. a, and, and because of the internet and YouTube and whatever, it'll it's be, be out there forever. forever. Yeah. yeah. Now, as Dave mentioned, um, boy meets world was a pretty wholesome show, which, which makes yeah. the next step of your career a little surprising <laughs> to say the least. About three or four years ago, you started doing adult films, and you've done a ton of them. In, in fact, Dave told me that he's never done more research for an interview in his life. <laughs> honey, it's for the show. I'm, I'm researching here. Honey. here. Uh, what was it that made you decide to give that a try? Uh, it was not an overnight decision at all. And it's funny you talk about uh, Boy Meets World being the wholesome show. I was always the character that was in lingerie. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. The racier stuff. I had nudie pictures up of me in the student union. Yep, that's I had, true. Like, so I was a little bit of the sexual butt of a lot of jokes yeah. on that show. But that had nothing to do really with me doing uh, anything that I did in the future. I really, I just, when I kind of stepped away from acting, I actually got married and moved to New York. And I was actually able to take a breath away from Hollywood and all that machine and everything because I was so typecast in the roles that I had played, whether, you know, it's Boy Meets World or White Chicks or whatever I was doing. I was very typecast in that and they wouldn't let me, like Hollywood wouldn't let me play the roles that I wanted to play. And I wanted to try more dramatic, you know, things. And then when I got away to New York, I started really writing and I started writing like erotic fiction and I started, uh, finding myself really enjoying that so i think those are the seeds like that were planted for the future um but like i said when boy meets when girl meets world came around the sequel to boy meets world and there was a renewed interest in the show i was really tired of having to you know play that not the character of rachel but that persona that i always played in my real life to try to please people and make them like me and make them want to give me roles and and that whole you know bowing down to Hollywood sort of thing. I said, you know what, social media was really starting to, you know, pop off, so to speak. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to, I have no fucks. I'm just going to do what I want to do and show who I am as an authentic person. 
and I was really discovering my sexuality and everything. And I loved being an exhibitionist and doing crazy photos. And then I was, but then I kept getting like taking my pictures taken down on social media because they were too risque. Like there was a shadow of a nipple through a shirt that might have mm. been seen, and they took me off. Or my Snapchat, which actually I had the biggest following on Snapchat because I started doing these wild things. And they you know, I me I, off. I just don't get the nipple thing. I don't get why <laughs> that is. Either. That is such a weird thing. You know, you go to Europe and uh, it's not a big deal at all. I know, um, but here care. it's like, oh my god, oh my. is that a nipple? You're going to destroy <laughs> children with that. I know. I don't think anybody has been destroyed by seeing a nipple. Right. <laughs> they, they see it when they're nursing and kids, you know. Yeah, exactly. right. It's the, the absolute most natural. So so did you know somebody in the industry beforehand? Is it? Uh, no, I, I started, my fans were, uh, when I was getting kicked off, they kept saying, you know, why don't you sell your own content? And I was thinking of doing like, because I was really into cosplay and doing uh, maybe like sexy cosplay photos and Playboy-esque type things. And so I was like, okay, I didn't think anybody would really, I mean, I didn't know if anybody would buy it, but, you know, I could have some freedom with it. So I started a Patreon account, which is where, you know, patrons sure. of you will buy anywhere. Mine was like anywhere from 15 to $300 a month for stuff. And I thought, oh, who, who cares about it? I started it one night, forgot about it. And then the next morning I had like 20 people subscribed. And then I was like, whoa, whoa. I didn't even mention it. Wow. And then by the week's end, I had like 2,800 people and it was, it just took off from there. And that's really where my adult themed career started because I was, you know, I really had, was using this platform as really my own authentic journey, finding out what I wanted to do and how I love to sexually perform. And so I was, before I started in professional filmed porn, I was doing my own sexual co content that, that, you know, amped up and up for like a year and a half. So I was, I, I didn't have to go into porn. I was making a ton of money on on my content and so but i was thinking about i you know I, I really would love to have you know something really professional i wanted to do something you know that had a high production value and i, I always had a dream as i was doing this that i'd have something where i could really act and and it would be a well-written script and then it could have hot sex and i just love that whole idea and i did a scene for vixen for black that broke the internet literally mm. their website was down for like a half hour when it came out <laughs> wow um but it wasn't i didn't announce it to the press or anything it was just this viral thing that happened but at the same time that same day it came out uh they were launching another website called deeper.com with caden cross who is an amazing performer in her own right and won tons of director of the year awards and is she was doing like totally different things fully scripted things art films with porn in them and um so she happened to lose her co-lead actress for the big feature they were doing for the year the big feature film and so she she thought she was not going to be able to do it so she went and said i i don't know what to do and then they at vixen who owns all the brands um told her well why don't you talk to maitland she's an actress she just broke <laughs> broke our website <laughs> go for it and I really fell into it. I, I got a script from her, and it was a full script with a story, and uh, it was it was just amazing. I had more dialogue than I had in mainstream television. Wow. I um, and I was able to do that. And that really that's what took off. That's the thing that broke that um, you know beat Bernie Sanders' heart attack on the Google searches when that came out. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, might have, it might have caused Bernie's heart attack. I know. That's yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and couldn't handle it when we were kids. 
you know, Rick and I, I the, the scripts were just, you know, you got a midget, you got a pizza delivery guy, and that's it. But now you've got, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, this is, there's some. Yeah, really there's actually production values and stuff, too. I, oh, uh, yeah, we have, your full, stuff. We, have more, we have more money put into our features than most, like, independent films or anything. Yeah. Well, so what is the most surprising thing that you've discovered now that you're in this world? I think I was, I don't, I guess I surprised myself with how good I was as a performer and how much I loved it. Like when I did my, my first shoot where I did uh, sex with a guy was actually on my own content shoot. And, uh, and when I did it, I just like went all for it. And afterwards uh, the guy who was a professional porn star and I, I, both of the guys that I ended up working with for my own content were longtime professional porn stars and they taught me a lot and they were very, they were great. But I asked him, uh, like, what do you remember about that? And he's like, you weren't nervous at all. And it was your first time to have sex actually on film with the guy. And I was, I was like, he's right. I wasn't nervous. I, I found this, like, I could just let myself go and just lose myself in this performance. And I, I loved it. And I also, the surprising thing is how normal everyone is. I think there's this misconception that porn people are like scary and taboo and they're weird. They're all regular people who just have sex for a job mm. and they love what they do. Most of them, but it's like they go home to families and spouses and girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever they go home to. They, they're making a living uh, with everything with OnlyFans and stuff these days. It's really allowed girls to build up businesses and brands that are, you know, making them wealthy and, and securing them for the future. I know so many girls who are going to college and they are not going to have any student debt. They're not going to yeah. have any problems. And they um, and it's it's such a, you know, dare I say a godsend for them. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, my. Only fans count really is struggling to find an audience. Yeah. Well, well, it really, yeah. I think you need to do more feet pictures. Yeah, that would do it. That would do or it. belly button. They well, like some of them like that. Well, the belly, I could, I, they got the first part, the buttons. Well, this, the this is a fascinating thing to me. I, I don't even, I don't even, didn't even know this world existed. This, uh, no, you know, I'm only, yeah. I'm, for real, I didn't. Um, what is it? I mean, you, you just have people sign up for something and then. You show them a picture or something? I don't even... How does no, it work? No, you show like videos. I do Rick is 87 right now. <laughs> Expl <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Explain to Rick the, about the internet I'm and how sorry. this all works. I'm, I'm a very <laughs> old man. In the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> Seriously. You sell pictures and stuff. Yeah, you sell pictures and videos and everything. I, what I do a lot of is I sell custom videos where they can get what pretty much they request what they want. And, uh, you know, I have to prove it, but still, um, it's, they get their, you know, me telling their name and doing whatever in the scene. Sometimes it's a, they want something very specific, like a cosplay scene or a very specific storyline. Like I get a lot of that cause, um, I'm an actress, so they, you know, I can really like do that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah. And, and like I do live shows and I do, I do all sorts of things. Like we have, we have a lot of fun over there. So wow. like if I wanted you to do, let's say Mary Todd Lincoln. You could do that, right? <laughs> That's... Yeah, nerdy cosplay. <laughs> I've done a lot of that. <laughs> do you have any funny stories of like what's what are some of the weirdest things that people have asked uh, you to do? Um, lip sniffing is kind of a weird <laughs> lip sniffing, <laughs> or it's kind of awkward for me to do. It's like, um, you know what? I'm not judging anybody's kink, but I did have somebody one time want lip sniffing, or you 
basically you sniff your upper lip. It's not like grotesque, but it's just it's difficult. It's like so. But I mean, hey, it was one of we're, the we're both doing it. Right we're now. doing it now, and our faces yes, look ridiculous. A, it's kind of hard to talk and do that people. at the same time, right? It's pretty much <laughs> yeah, like impossible. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're all doing it now. It's a good thing this is not on video. You, yeah, listen, your OnlyFans is going to take off. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, have you ever had something that you've said no way you're going to do? I mean, oh, I will never do, and I've heard somebody say this before. I'll never do really. Um, of course, I'm not going to do like racist stuff. Yeah. But I'm telling you, there are some people who are the race themselves, and they want to be demeaned. Oh, like no. it's not like I'm. It's not like they're doing it to somebody else. It's like themselves, which I I will never do. And especially people, if any, if that ever got out on the internet, even though they are begging you to do it themselves because they like it themselves, right? Um, that would be terrible. Or yeah. like. Um, or like uh, just saying certain vile things to people like because they'll want to be degraded like certain people really hardcore. And I only go to a certain point with that. Like I'm not I mean, I don't want to do anything unhealthy or against what I, you know, believe in. So, yeah, yeah, that's basically. But but if you want to be hey, listen, I love being a dominatrix, you know, mistress kind of girl where I like tell you you're you know pathetic and to lick my shoes and all that stuff. But well, your life is fine. so much I'm more all, that's interesting. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lick my, suck my heel and, you know. Now, are, are you still married? Yes. Yes, so, and he was, yeah. So how does your husband feel about uh, all this stuff? Well, he was very instrumental, like, every step of the way of, like, me building my brand and stuff, especially at the beginning when I was just doing my own content and everything. And also before that, when I was doing my social media, I mean, he's... He, like, would take my pictures and stuff. He's a very good photographer on the side. But um, he's in business normally. But, like, he, that was something he was kind of uh, – he had a passion for. And um, so it really – it worked. Uh, and he was actually one of the first – he was the first person to say, you know what, I really think you need to do this because I was having – I was writing all these stories and having all these fantasies and talking about them. And when I started doing – at the beginning of my content and stuff, doing girl-girl stuff, that was not even an issue at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it like, really never is for us guys. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. all really pretty good you about know, that. You know, I love girls in my real life too, and it wasn't, it was so not, a big, it was cute, it was fun. We had a lot of good fun just, you know, making the videos and everything. But when it got to the guys, he saw like, you know, if you really want to take this thing, of course, to the next level, but like he saw that I really wanted to do things that I couldn't really do in my marriage, like big group scenes and uh. like, DPs and like all these different things that I really wanted to try dungeon stuff. It wasn't going to. So, um, so he was very instrumental and he was there for all of the first stuff with my content shoots and he, you know, took pictures, you know, with, I had other photographers too and video people, but like, um, yeah, he was there doing, you know, all that stuff. So he's been super supportive of me. Well, you uh-huh. totally lucked out with, I mean, what? Uh, a, and then you went to Applebee's yeah. for dinner or something. Yeah. <laughs> we went to Applebee's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fascinating. It really is. I mean, is there, is there something that you haven't done that you still want to do? Something that, uh, like uh, podcast, yeah. ho- like a couple of <laughs> middle aged podcast hosts or something that have lost a little bit of hair. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm brainstorming here, mate. I'm just, I'm just throwing things at a I'm at sure the she's done that before. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, people might think like some actress coming into the adult business and everything because I'm the contract star for Deeper.com at Vixen and the Vixen um, contract person. So I've been there for, yeah, it's been three years solid wow. of me being there for, um, 
you know, professional shop porn. Um, and how many uh, the, uh, do you do a year? Like it, they're like once oh, a month see, or something. Think that or? I do so many. Yeah. yeah, I'd say I do like ten a year. Okay. And I do mostly they're the features. I do like the big long. See, I'm not like somebody asked me, do you do like two a day? This was somebody in Hollywood. <laughs> And I was like, two a day? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm only human, my <laughs> God. A day. Although there are people that do that, but that would be, no, no. It's like people also, the misconception that, oh, you just go in and have sex and it's done. Like the sex takes a long time just to, you know, coordinate with the cameras and like everything, make it look great. But also we spend like 15 hour days filming and about 13 hours of it is basically filming everything else, dialogue and, and shot, everything like a movie would be. So I don't. People don't know that we put so much of time into it and so much effort aside from the sex. But um, right, because you only need yeah. about thirty seconds for that. <laughs> yeah. No, you have to do a solid hour. You oh, yeah. okay. okay, all right. Well, we're gonna yeah. scratch that off yeah, of career opportunities for me. I think. Okay. I mean, you can get away with forty-five, you know, like that. But um, but you needed that to like in case you need like to stop and people are sweating and they need just a breather for a second. Right. That's the most. Or lube needs to be applied by the lube guy. <laughs> you know what? Is there really is a, a lube guy? There is a lube guy. How much is? I'm just curious. Yes, he does is... other tasks too, like oiling up bodies and like um, he does. Yeah, but he comes in. It's always the worst thing if you're mid-sex and he just like comes in and squirts it from behind. And all of a sudden, you feel it. <laughs> oh, if I had a nickel, if I had a nickel for every time that has happened. <laughs> so the, let's go back to the lube guy. So how much does a okay. lube? I'm just. He likes lube. Yeah. How, yeah. Uh, how do you get in? I, how do you get into the lube business? Yeah, yeah. How do you get into the lube business? Well, that's not. <laughs> that's not his only job. Okay. I mean, like he does a lot of other like set things. Like he's, he, he's not know, like a graduate of lube university. <laughs> or, no, no, no. He, that's no. just one of his jobs. Like he comes and he gets our towels and he gets our. He makes he makes the set really nice and good. You know, like. And make sure all the lube and everything we need is there. And after the scene, gives us all of our baby wipes and towels and like all that, and like gets us set up like the girls ahead of time, getting you know so we can you know make ourselves nice before the scene. Well, what is what is his uh, title and what's on the business card? Oh, he's just like an assistant, like a production assistant. Yeah, he doesn't have lube guys as assistants. This is the thing. That's one of his acts. Dave, Dave, the whole thing is ruined for Uh, you because he just wanted the business card. Yeah, I wanted the. I wanted. Okay, he's called the lube uh, scientist. I don't lube technician. Uh, Lube lube technician. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. So your book. Talk to us about the book. What did you say? I'm sorry. Tell us, tell tell us, us where, about the book. Where you tell can get it. What's, yeah. what's in it? You can get it wherever. Okay. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookstores. Um, it basically, it just tells the story of how uh, I went from... I was told no so many times in my life in Hollywood, at, like after Boy Meets World and all of that, like where I couldn't... You can't do this. I was told uh, by a publicist that... You know, unless you're under 25 or 25 or younger, you won't be able to do anything sexy or make any money sexy or whatever. And I feel like this book will speak to a lot of people, not just people who want to be in porn. That's like my journey. And that's that's the more extreme version for a lot of people. But it's like if for anything, if people tell you, no, you can't do this they're like and they tell you over and over and you start to believe that there's so many things that you really can do and can overcome if you just say you know screw you i'm gonna follow my path i'm gonna keep going if i if you know this is your truth and everything so 
Um, and it's also it's also a very fun book. I mean, of course, I go back on the Boy Meets World memories, white chicks, all of those things, and some of my wild sexual escapades where I discover myself and and discover like what I want to do. And then, of course, we go into the whole porn world, and and I take you deep inside, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the name of the book is Rated X: How Great. Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood. Okay. So what is so what is next? You've got obviously you're promoting the book. What you've got uh, uh, projects in the in the hopper. What any any t- t- tell us what's what's next for you? You know, it's the wildest thing that ever. When I first when people first heard about porn, they were like shocked or whatever. But as the years have gone on, and I've won a lot of awards, I've gotten a, like a lot of you know accolades and known, and like my brand has been known. I've, I'm you know make six figures a month on OnlyFans. I'm doing. Mm. I have a flashlight. I got all this stuff. And I've gotten so much more respect for people and actually respect for my acting. Like I, I you know, produced and worked on a um, sitcom pilot that we're still, um, you know, getting together in the final stages. And uh, and also I have other things like, and of course, I'm the contract based keeper, So I do the films. We just had a huge film come out called drift which is actually it has a it's on deeper but it has and you can buy the dvd now but it has like it's basically mm, my book and my life story but not it's more of a dramatic darker turn on it but it's very metaphorical about it but it definitely talks about you know my you know hollywood life and being that girl next door and we do a whole sitcom setup that people might find kind of familiar um sort of i mean it goes through different sitcom kind of like wandavision did okay and then yeah and then uh it takes me out of that america sweetheart role off the set into the dark of night and discovering myself through all of these you know dark sexual escapades and and stuff and that's where i do my first dp okay and that was a yeah, and there's still, I guess there's there's still more that I want to do. Oh, but I was going to say before, people thought an actress coming in would be lightweight. You know, she's like, listen, I do anal all the time. I do the TPs. I do the gangbangs. I do it all. I'm not some, I get street credit for that. <laughs> this is officially the most ridiculous conversation. No, it's the, <laughs> I want to go back to the lube guy. So, uh, can I send a resume for the, who do I send the resume to be the lube guy? You know, well, you know, you sound lip sniffing on it yeah. okay. uh, that's my favorite part is the lip sniffing uh, well you know it sounds it sounds like you're really at a wonderful place yeah you sound very I love, yeah you know really, and that's god love you that's awesome and, it is. and, and, and much it, much health and happiness and, 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 lube you, yeah. and whatever to you and uh thanks for doing the yeah. uh doing this interview because it really kind of yeah. opened our eyes to yeah. a world oh, that we did we don't know that much right. about, and uh, and and we're and we're thrilled to have met you right. at least uh, through the phone. And p- please, yes, come, very good. Come on, come on the show again, so I can have an excuse to continue to research. <laughs> you can do okay, that anyway. Too, I'll you know. bring some new kinks that you. Yes, heard please about. do. And next time you're in Chicago, we'll uh, if we could do a whole lip sniffing one, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. We can do it. We can all we can do the whole interview talking lip sniffing okay. and loop yeah. and loop. Right. Don't forget loop. Right. All right, loop th- and a loop guy. Yeah. Thank I'll you. teach you how to be a loop guy. Okay, well, that sounds great. Um, (laughs) Hey, thanks for this. We really appreciate it. And again, much health and happiness and God love you. Yeah. We wish you the best. Thanks so much, guys. I wish you the best, too. See you (laughs) later. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I think I need to hose you off. I did. (laughs) 
Where's the, where's hold the on. spritzer? Hold on. I'm on, yeah. in, I'm on Indeed right now. Lube, L-U-B-E guy. Nothing's coming up. Uh, this one, not for the kids. <laughs> I didn't, you know, a, f- a couple of things. I I feel like a 90-year-old man because yeah. I didn't, I'd never heard of that OnlyFans yeah, thing. I, I mean, I, I never heard of that I never before. subscribed to anything, but yeah. it's The uh, other thing that took me, like, a minute or mm. two or maybe even longer mm. uh, during that interview. She mentioned it a couple of times. DP. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I know what that is now. Well, what? Should I say it? I don't know. It's uh, kind of. No, don't say yeah, it. Yeah, I won't say it. I'll tell you <laughs> off the air. Okay. But uh, I kept thinking double play. Right. It's a double play. <laughs> right, like right. What? The double, uh, you know, the, so if you think about it, it's a double something. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, that, that's it. Anyway, I'm trying to think of words that start with P. I got one. Uh, special uh, thanks to executive producer. P. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what it is. Uh, Tony Lasano with Opie Shows. Opie is hippo backwards. O p p i h shows dot com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits dot com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutiaman Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? We are the hosts of Minutiaman. I'm Rick Kempfer. And I'm Dave Stern. I'm German. I'm Jewish. I have three sons. I have three daughters. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a Sox fan. I have hair. Minutiaman and Opie Show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.